The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. When things go wrong, anger is there. He will make sure the world knows that anger is in control. But what you really need to watch out for is when anger is out of control. Morning, church. Welcome in the name of Jesus. We have been on a journey through the book of Proverbs, wisdom for the journey. And the book of Proverbs actually talks a lot about what Pixar talks about, at least partially what Pixar talks about in the movie Inside Out, anger. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I've always wondered what anger looked like inside my head, and it looks exactly what I thought it looked like, that raging uh, red blob with fire shooting out the top. That's exactly how I feel, especially if I've uh, made a, a, a card house and it collapses, or one of you does something or says something to me that I don't particularly like. I may not show it but that little monster goes off in my head. And like an inside out, anger is an emotion that I think is natural to everybody. We all get angry over things. But what's interesting that when I moved to Uganda, you know, we would ask, what is the biggest, what is the, what is the biggest sin? And, And of course, You know, we always talk about no sin is bigger than the other, but we have our own in the United States. And it surprised me that in Uganda, it wasn't things that we think of here like sexual sin, but it was to show anger. That was the biggest sin. And I thought, (laughs) that's not even a sin, I don't think. And by the way, I sinned a lot in Uganda. Have you ever been in culture shock? That little red monster in your head goes off all the time. But for Ugandans, it's not some other kind of sin. The sin that is most, uh, most vile to them is to show anger. And I learned what that meant over time as I was angry a lot for different reasons. And it's interesting that the Hebrew writers, especially those in Israel's wisdom tradition, they think not so much like us, ah, oh, anger, that's just, that's just a normal emotion. They think more like my friends in Uganda, the anger's dangerous. In fact, what they think is, at least the writer of Proverbs, is that anger is, fool- anger is foolishness. There is a foolishness about anger that the wisdom literature says you need to be very aware of that red monster that shoots flames out its head that's in your life. Here's what it says. Proverbs 29:22 says, "An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins." 
An angry person stirs up conflict. In other words, here's what I think of, or here's my experience, and maybe you can tell me if this is your experience as well. That anger leads to anger. Has anybody, you've experienced being, someone being angry at you? What do you want to do back to them? You want to get mad at them. Anger leads to anger. To be on the receiving end of anger feels like we are being wronged. And when we feel like we are being wronged, our sense of justice kicks in. Kids do this all the time. And we say kids, but you guys learn it from us, adults. Is that when one of my children comes to me crying, says, why are you crying? So-and-so hit me. Or so-and-so called me a name. And you go to that person. Why did you hit your brother or sister? Why did you call them a name? Or did you do that? Yes, I did. Well, why did you do that? Well, they did it to me first. They hit me first. They called me a name first. Anger leads to anger. And this is why anger for the wisdom literature of God's people is not a very wise emotion to let loose. Because anger is a sin when it damages other people or when it ruins relationships. And this is why for my Ugandan brothers and sisters and for Israel, this is why anger is so dangerous. This is why anger is foolishness. Because anger actually damages. It damages people and it damages relationships. Proverbs 12, 16 says this, Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlooks an insult. The message puts it this way, fools have short fuses and explode all too quickly, but the prudent quietly shrug off insults. And so one way not to give in to the foolishness of anger is that when you are on the receiving end of anger or insult or injury, it says don't be quickly angered. Made me think of this. Do you know someone who never gets angry? I mean, I'm not talking about they actually never get angry, but someone that you know, like, man, that guy is as cool as a cucumber. She is never loses her cool. And when they actually do, because they never, rarely ever show anger, when they actually do, you say, uh oh. Somebody must have really done something this time. Because they never lose their cool. On Kim's side of the family, her father and her aunts and uncles, her father's siblings. I remember sitting around dinner one time, and her grandfather on her father's side passed away long before I knew Kim, but her grandmother is still around. And I remember all of... Kim's aunts and uncles, aunts and uncle and her father sitting around a table talking about Kim's grandparents, their parents, saying, I never saw them fight. 
I never saw them lose their cool with each other. I never saw them get angry. And so later I pulled Kim aside and I was like, is that, is that true? Is that true about your, your grandfather? Have you never seen your grandfather get angry? She says, oh no, I've seen my grandfather get angry. He got angry at me and I deserved it. He didn't get angry often. But one Christmas I complained about I didn't get the gifts that I thought I should receive. And he lit up and he was angry. But he didn't get angry too quickly. Fools are annoyed easily. They are angered easily. They have short fuses and explode too quickly. But the wise person is wise because they can overlook an insult. They don't respond to hurtful words. They don't respond in kind. They don't respond to anger with anger. Proverbs 19.11 says this. It says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to the one's glory to overlook an offense. You are a wise person, the proverb says, if you can ignore an insult. It is honorable to forgive or it is, it, it, is, it is to your glory that if you cannot respond to the insult or to anger the way you have received it. In fact, it reminds me of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount that our typical response, that red monster that goes off inside our head when someone says something to us or they insult us, or when uh, uh, someone says something that offends or hurts me or comes after me, my natural response is to say, an eye for an eye. Oh, really? You're angry at me? Well, what about? Or a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus responds this way. He says, if someone slaps you on the cheek, you know the answer. Turn the other cheek. If someone takes your cloak, if someone takes your, your outer cloak, give them your garment as well. If someone asks you to walk one mile, go an extra mile with them. This is wisdom according to God. Now it may not be instinctual. It may not meet all the standards of the red monster in our head and what feels right. But this is what a wise person looks like. Turning the cheek. Offering your cloak as well. Going the extra mile. In wisdom, it says, a person's wisdom yields patience. That wisdom leads to patience because when you hold back that impulse to respond in kind, you build up patience. 
And so there is wisdom, if there's foolishness and anger, the opposite of anger is patience, that there's wisdom and patience. Proverbs uh, chapter 14, verse 29 says this. Whoever is patient has great understanding. But one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Or as the message says it, slowness to anger makes for deep understanding. A quick-tempered person stockpiles stupidity. I love that phrase. If wisdom produces patience, the same is true that we find in, in Proverbs 14 is that not only does wisdom produce patience, but if you're looking for wisdom, try being patient. For patience produces wisdom as well. And it produces understanding Patience allows you to see things and understand things that anger makes one blind to. For example, have you ever had someone make a comment towards you? And immediately you become defensive, only to find out that they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. I actually want to say this about you, and they want to give you a compliment? Have you ever had that happen to you? Someone comes and you, because that monster, that red monster that rages inside us, we want to be quick and hot-tempered, and we want to respond, hey, what? And they go, wait a minute, you don't understand. But if you were just patient, you would understand what's happening. I wonder how much understanding would happen in our relationships if we weren't quick-tempered, but if we were slow to anger. Slowness to anger makes for deep understanding, and a quick-tempered person stockpiles stupidity. The word that we usually associate, the idea that we usually associate with patience is this is one of my favorite ways to think about patience as long-suffering. So someone that is patient is someone that can endure and suffer for a long time. Right? And you may think, that's a great way to think about it. If I'm standing in line for a long time, to be patient, that is long-suffering. Or someone that can put up with something for a long time. They suffer for a long time. But in the book of Proverbs, this is another way of putting it. That patience equals slow to anger. It reminds me in Exodus 34, verse 6. And this is not the only place where this comes. But this is when... God, Yahweh, passes in front of Moses and he proclaims his name, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. 
that within God's own person, his very name is the compassionate and gracious God. He's slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And I take all of those things as connected to one another. So what it means to be slow to anger is that you are compassionate and gracious towards other people, you're abounding in love, and that you're faithful. Because that is how God is toward us. Even when we rage with anger. And it also says this, Proverbs 16, 32. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Or as the message says, moderation or patience is better than muscle. Self-control better than political power. We just celebrated our nation yesterday. And even though officially there wasn't big fireworks shows, I was outside and I, there was probably more fireworks going off this year than any other year. In fact, we had our own celebration this Wednesday. 21 minutes of fireworks? It may have been the longest firework display in all of Oklahoma City. I don't, don't quote me on that. I have no idea. But I was amazed at that fireworks show. I sat a little too close to the fireworks show. That's a different story. Got hit with some debris, but everyone's okay. But this holiday weekend, not only do we celebrate our nation, we celebrate our heroes. We celebrate warriors. We celebrate political figures. And we're expected to honor people that fight and are warriors and who lead us as a nation. But the wisdom of God says this, I've got something that's better than warriors. That's a patient person. I know something that is far better than those that can lead well politically. And those are the people that have self-control. What would it look like if we honored those who had the kind of patience that God has? What, if it, what would it look like if we celebrated those who had self-control the way we celebrate those leaders in our nation's history. Can't help but think that when he faced great pressure and injustice, Jesus did not lash out with violence. He was patient. 
And in the face of great force and violence, he did not maneuver for power, but Jesus showed incredible self-control. One of the things that I think that the wisdom teaches us is that true power, true power, looks like patience and self-control. And I, to be honest with you, I found that to be true in my life. It's much easier to be angry, to want to lash out, to want to gain power and control, maybe even to be violent. I feel that within me. You know what's really hard to do? Be patient. Be self-controlled. And so the last thing is that in the wisdom literature in Proverbs, it values self-control. There is a value to self-control. Because self-control is the key to patience. Self-control defeats anger. Self-control gives us power over that red monster raging Proverbs 25, 28 says this. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Or as the message puts it, because we don't have walls around our city, he puts it in language that makes sense for us. He says, a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. If you've ever, ever driven from Oklahoma City to Dallas... There is, along the way, I was talking about it with a group this morning because I couldn't remember where it's at, but they reminded me, I think just south of Gainesville, there's this enormous house right off of I-35. You guys know what I'm talking about? I always look at that house and think, man, it's right next to a park. I mean, it's right next to the freeway too, so that's not great. But I was like, what a great house. But for as long as I've been driving by the past 10 years, driving by that house, it has no windows and no doors. I think, what is wrong with that house? What a waste. Because windows and doors allow houses to work like a house. Because without windows and doors, you have no control. There's no control. Without doors and windows, you can't control who or what comes in. Without windows and doors, you have no control over, especially in Oklahoma, temperature. It's freezing cold outside or it's burning up like it is going to be today. And if you don't have control over the temperature, you don't have any control over how much money's flying out of your pocket because of heating or cooling. We just got new windows put in. And we're hoping, in fact, we know this will happen, but we're hoping that our electricity bill goes down because our windows are probably 30 years old. And it was almost like having windows. Air conditioning and heat just went in and out. A house can't do what it's supposed to do without windows and doors. And a life can't do what it's supposed to do without self 
control. As the movie Inside Out says, when things go wrong, anger is there. And he will make sure the world knows that anger is in control. But what you really need to watch out for is when anger is out of control. The foolishness of anger is that it gets out of control. Each and every one of us knows that feeling. When the anger we feel inside gets out of control. And it causes conflict, damages people, and ruins relationships. But the wisdom of patience is that it's forgiving, it's understanding, it's peaceful. To be patient is to be like God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And the value of self-control is that it helps us overcome anger and produces fruit and makes life possible. Galatians 5, 22 23 says this. We'll close with this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The wisdom of God calls for God's people to produce fruits of patience and self-control. Let's stand and sing.